1: Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's podcast is all about homes and gardens and how to transform yours. We're talking to busy mum Claire Wainwright, who has created a hidden oasis in her back garden. So I want you to picture the scene. Step onto her patio festooned with twinkling fairy lights and take in the smells from the lavender planters and the pizza oven and you'll find it hard to believe that you're just three miles from Birmingham city centre. She bought her Mosley home with her husband Will and kept a blog as they renovated it but she could never have guessed it would lead to her changing her life. Welcome to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Rummy Mummies as a community for families to help people connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Tired of working in PR and marketing, Claire decided to take a career break and was stunned when a week later she was asked to work for a local interior design firm. Since then, Claire's stunning makeovers of her beautiful home and garden have been featured in magazines and on social media. Today, she shares her tips for renovating your home and garden. Hi, Claire. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So your beautiful kitchen and garden makeovers have been featured in magazines and on social media. Tell me a bit about what you've done. So what what was your house and garden like to start with and how have you transformed it?
0: Um, the house is uh, an Edwardian house, like a big old Edwardian semi-detached house. And we loved it because it was a real project. Um, it had been well loved and well done, but many, many years ago. Um, so it was very outdated, um, it had great bones, lots of features, uh, but everything was old, falling apart, um, not really been touched, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 years or something. We walked into the space when we were viewing the house and could immediately see the potential. And it was funny because the people that were selling it, they just said, "Oh, we can't wait to leave, it's so dark. It was a very dark house, particularly the kitchen. Um, like you'd have to have the light on at any time of the day, no matter how sunny it was outside. And um, I just stood in there and I thought, I just know exactly what to do here. And luckily my husband was on the same page. We obviously had some differences. We made some compromises between each of what we wanted, but really we kind of wanted the same overall effect. And we, well, we've, gutted the whole house actually so we pretty much started at the top and worked our way down to the bottom and I think it took two or three years in total um and yeah everything you know we took the plaster off we rewired replumbed. there was we found quite a lot of interesting things in the house that had been done chimney places that had been knocked out and not supported uh lots of oh structural work that we needed to sort it out Um, And we made a few tweaks and changes to the layout here and there. And then we kind of got down to the main extension kitchen at at the end, really. Um, So, yeah, I think the whole thing probably took two or three years in total. The kitchen, I think, took about eight months
1: from start to finish. It's quite hard living with that, isn't it? Oh, it was really horrible. going on yeah really horrible <laughs> uh, that oh, washing up in the bath thing and, and <laughs> yes. having a lot of microwave meals and so what about your garden? What was that like to start with? The garden was something that we really loved when
0: we viewed the house and it was very it's a very mature garden and um, with a lot of trees and a lot of the neighbors had very large mature trees of, as well, so it felt very green and almost woodlandy, and I loved that. But then, when we moved in, we actually realized there was this massive pine tree that was the size of the house, which is three stories, so it was big, um, and took the width of the garden um it was whilst beautiful, it was blocking absolutely every shed of light that there was, so we took that down and kind of left a bit of a gaping hole. And then when we were doing all of the work to the house, the garden kind of got a little bit left and neglected. And uh, when you're doing an extension, you've got all the work and materials that kind of destroy everything a little bit. So once it was all done, we realised we were going to have to turn our attentions to the garden a little bit. Um, There wasn't a patio at all before. So when we did the extension, we put a patio in and a wall and put some flower beds in as well because there wasn't really there wasn't any flowers it was all greenery so yeah that was that has been an ongoing project for many years actually we did the patio as the first stage and then a few years later so I think it was just three years ago now Um, we kind of did an overhaul of the garden and got some landscapers in to help us. We did. We dug quite a lot up, took the turf up because it was all moss, um, re changed where the path was, uh, completely uncovered an area that was overgrown that was massive and we never really realised because you couldn't get in it. The brambles were kind of up to your shoulders um, and turned that into a bit of a veggie garden and... and um, yeah, like a separate area. So we've kind of got three zones now.
1: Yeah, perhaps describe it to me, What, like walk me through the garden from the house, because so, it is beautiful. Thank you. You step out
0: onto the patio, and we've kind of got a big dining table and some flower beds. Um, and there was a bit of a, around the side of the house, there was a bit of a lost area. And I can't remember where we got the idea from. My friend's sister had a pizza oven in her garden, and I had a pizza there once and it was the best pizza I'd had. So I came home buzzing with this idea of a pizza oven. And uh, so we built a pizza oven in and it's just made the whole area. Um, just like a little courtyard and we've put some festoon lights up. So that kind of creates something out of an area that could have been nothing. Um, so that's the patio area. And then you kind of move up into like a large lawn section. There's nothing overly exciting going on there There's lawn. We've got some borders, which we haven't really touched because budget-wise, we couldn't pull everything out and start again. But you've got your lovely stepping stones through the
1: middle, haven't you? Yeah,
0: yeah. So that was, uh, I didn't come up with that idea, actually. Somebody suggested that to me and I was really uncertain at first, but now I really love it. Um, But yeah, there's like little stepping stones all the way up the middle up to the top section, which is... I wanted it to be a bit like a hidden garden. So there's a slatted fence that goes kind of up to hip height and then a gap in the middle and then pleached beech trees. Um, So you can kind of get a glimpse of something else up there, but you can't see right through. Um, And it draws your eye from the kitchen all the way up to the top. So, it kind of makes the garden feel really big and um that there's something else up there. I love that idea of a hidden garden at the top. yeah, um, and yeah, <laughs> and that's
1: kind of where I try to grow some vegetables. So, what are your tips for renovating a kitchen and a bathroom? Do a lot of
0: research for anybody who's looking so like on the kitchen, we wanted like a bespoke um handmade like wooden painted kitchen. Um, and painted kitchens weren't really the in thing it was far more people were doing like modern gloss kitchens and I don't know if you remember like the curved kitchen doors yeah that was all the rage then but I kind of had a feeling because we were in an Edwardian house that a painted kitchen would perhaps be a bit more timeless and if we fancied a change we could just repaint the colours and give it
1: all a whole makeover or a new look that way. And when you say painted kitchen, you mean the the doors or the cupboard doors? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, And the way we knew we wanted it, we didn't think that like an off the shelf um, option was going to work for us. So we were looking at kitchen companies that were just way out of our budget and they were exactly what we wanted, but maybe three or four times too much. And my husband's really good at, taking one of my crazy ideas and then making it affordable and so he spent ages doing research and he found a local Birmingham kitchen maker who basically helped us design and make exactly what we wanted but within our budget and we spent quite a bit of time like we designed everything from the beading on the doors that he hadn't done anything like that before um, and we just took some bits of inspiration that we'd seen from other kitchens and kind of created what we wanted. They're quite common now, but like that time ago, there wasn't that much stuff on the market then that like what we've got now. Um, so, yeah, if anybody's looking for a kitchen and they can't quite find what they want, I would say definitely look in different different places, not just the big kitchen companies. Yes, so yeah, I would say my tips for anyone doing kitchen is just to do quite a bit of research um, and like, practical tips. The things that I found really useful are having the bin next to the dishwasher. Not very exciting, but very useful. Um, and the, both of those things next to the sink. Um, yes. Also, we thought a lot about how we wanted to use the kitchen, like the kind of feel that we wanted. And we really wanted it to be social. I didn't want to be the one cooking and my husband to be either sat somewhere else or me to have my back to him all the time. So we put Mm. the um, hob into our kitchen island. So he can sit at the island when he gets in from work. I'm cooking dinner and we can still have a face-to-face chat rather than me being turned the other way. I know a lot of people put sinks into the island, but I also knew I'm not the quickest at putting the washing up away and it would annoy me that there would always be plates left out. Yeah, that's really good. And then tips for a garden renovation. Gardens can be so expensive. I think that's what we learned. Like not very sexy stuff costs a lot of money. Like to move ground is expensive. Um, so if you're not doing it yourself... If you don't have the time to do it yourself then yeah it's trying to find the best people to help you to do it within your budget and I think for me I um I needed someone to help me a little bit with the planting to know what plants to put where and I think that's what I've really learned as having a garden is that not all of the things that you want are going to work in the space that you've got um some plants thrive in different spots so I've kind of learned the hard way thinking, oh, this will look great here. And then it dies because it's either not getting enough sun or getting too much sun or things like that. So I think if you're replanting or kind of doing a big amount of planting work and you're not that confident, either do a lot of research or invest a little bit to get to make it right the first time, because otherwise you'll just have to redo things. Plants are expensive.
1: And so what would be your advice to people if they're trying to make over a room or a garden on a tight budget? I would think get your tape measure out has got to be
0: my number one piece of advice because I think we've all been there where we see something online and think it's going to look great and perhaps don't measure properly and then it arrives and it's either too small or too big and it doesn't really work. So my first thing is get your tape measure out. Like with our kitchen... We cut things out of cardboard and to lay on the floor and masking tape things out on the floor to kind of get an idea of scale. And I've done that before with sofas in rooms just to make sure that, okay, perhaps with the tape measure it looks like it's going to fit, but really if you create the space out of cardboard or paper, you get a bit of a better idea of how it's going to work in the space.
1: That's a good idea. And
0: then there's so many places to shop online now where you can get such good bargains like Facebook Marketplace and eBay are great. But also all the supermarkets have interior ranges and you can get some brilliant stuff at like a fraction
1: of the price of other places. So your uh, your son Seb is twenty months old now. Yeah. So do you think having children affects your plans and dreams when it comes to having you know to working on your home and garden?
0: I think because we've mainly done the house already; things are already done. And looking back, there are some things that perhaps I would have done or wouldn't have done if we'd. We were never really sure that we were going to have children or not. So we kind of plowed ahead doing the house exactly how we wanted it, rather than bearing in mind, oh, one day we might have a toddler who's going to bash his head on that. Um mm. uh, But I would say what I've learned since having Seb is storage is absolutely key. So um, I've been putting a bit more storage in and it kind of, And I think going forward, any changes that we make, I would just make sure to have plenty of storage involved, plenty of space for storage, because the stuff that children come with (laughs) is quite a lot. And it just kind of to keep, I like things to be reasonably tidy. So I like to put things away. And um, if you've got places to put stuff away, then you can feel like your home is still your own and not being completely overrun
1: um, by children. (laughs) So do you think you're born with an eye for interiors or is it something you can develop? I I think maybe a bit
0: of both. I definitely think it's something you can develop. Thinking back to my childhood, I was definitely interested in beautiful homes. I remember, especially at Christmas, walking my dog around the streets with my mum and like craning my neck to look into people's houses to see <laughs> how they decorated their tree or to see how, you know, they'd laid out their living room. Uh, But I was awful, you know, as as a child or as a teenager, the things I did, the way I had my bedroom, I mean, I'm sure we all made mistakes when we were younger, but yeah, they wouldn't have won any awards. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely think that kind of thing develops and you can learn um, and grow and I don't think you ever stop growing. Um, but I think you've got to have either a passion for it somewhere within you or a bit of an eye, otherwise you're not going to be that interested.
1: And do you think the same with gardening? Do you think you're kind of naturally green-fingered or is that something that you can learn as well? I'm hoping it's something you
0: can learn because I would definitely say I am a novice and I am very much learning year on year. I hope to get a bit better because I've still got things dying. My vegetable patch is not doing well this, I'm going to say this summer, but we're not really having a summer yet, are we? Um,
1: It doesn't feel like it. (laughs) No,
0: so yeah, I'm hoping it's something that um, you can get better at. So tell me a bit more about your blog. What's it called? The blog's called... The green eyed girl is.co.uk and um it's a bit neglected at the moment since I've had SEB, to be honest. There's not that many yes. hours in the day to um keep uploading it. But it's kind of it's followed my life a little bit. So um when we traveled more before lockdown and before children, I used to document our travels. Um there was quite a bit of interiors on there, a bit of fashion and cooking. Um, just all of the things that I was interested really, kind of day-to-day things that I thought maybe other people would enjoy to read or be inspired at.
1: And what's been the response to the
0: blog? Yeah, I think I, I think people, people have enjoyed it. Um, I think things have moved away a little bit now from blogs. People more use Instagram and social media. So the blog's just kind of a more in-depth
1: version of what you'd find on social media or Instagram. So, tell me a bit about your how you turned your passion into your career.
0: Um, so, kind of my history, my career history has been in PR, marketing, and comms um, for my whole career, really. And I'd kind of worked up, worked my way up the ladder, I guess, and kind of was getting to where I thought I'd always wanted to be and really realized it wasn't everything that I'd thought it was going to be. And I'd lost, uh, kind of as you get a bit more senior, you lose some of the creativity. And it becomes more about, you know, the politics and managing people, which I also love. But um, yeah, I was missing the creativity. So I started around the time I started renovating the house, I started a blog. And it was a lifestyle, but I wanted to focus a bit on interiors, which was a bit of my hobby i'd got gotten into it I was really interested. I hadn't done that much myself, um but when we bought our current house, needed a lot of work, so I was really excited to like delve more into it. so I kind of as a sideline it was a bit of a hobby. I just did the blog and as social media kind of got bigger, did a bit of that as well alongside and then I got to the point in my career where I was really getting a bit fed up. I was working for an organisation that wasn't the right fit for me. I worked with some great people, but I wasn't really very happy there. And I I was thinking every day, you know, what could I do? How can I pivot my career a little bit? And it was hard because it's really scary to, like, leap out of one thing and completely start again at the bottom And in the end, that is kind of what I decided to do. So I left my job with nothing to go to. And I think I was just a bit burnt out and maybe overworked and I didn't have any time. I'd never had a break. I think much like most people, I'd never had more than maybe two weeks off at a time since leaving university. So I needed a break and needed to really reset and think what I was going to do. And it was at that time where my blog was doing okay it was never a huge blog, but it was doing okay. And I'd shared quite a lot of our house renovations on it. Within a week of me having no job, a door opened to kind of merge my expertise and my passion. So a local interior design firm um, got in touch. I I did know the owner, so I did have a bit of a contact there. And he was like, please work for me. Um I need your marketing expertise um, and just he'd seen what I'd done with the house and what I'd done with the blog. So he could see that my experience was there, but also I was the right fit in terms of um, having an interest and maybe an eye for interiors as well. So the two things kind of collided really. And what that did is it let me get my foot in the door doing something that I already knew what I was doing. But I learned so much on the interior side as well because it was a small business. It was a bit, you kind of just got stuck in. So I was doing interior styling and... Um, helping the interior designers and just learning about the industry.
1: You kind of walked away from one, closed one door, and then suddenly another door opened. I love that. Yeah, and I've become a
0: great believer in that now. Sometimes you need to make the leap and it's a bit of a leap of faith because otherwise those doors don't open to you. The opportunities would never have arisen. And I did say to, yeah, it worked out very well for me. I guess I was
1: very lucky, but I also think you need to Makes a space for opportunity to arise. So we've got a series of questions that we ask a lot of people on our podcast. So I'm going to fire those at you now. So what would be two things you would tell your 18 year old self if you had the chance?
0: I would say um, to her to keep believing in your dreams and working hard towards them. Um, when I was 18, I'd kind of gone through quite a tough time in my life. I'd I left home just as I turned 17. And I didn't really know what life was going to hold and it could have, you know, it could have gone one way, it could have gone the other, but I had a a dream to work hard and get a good job and have my own house. And at the time that seemed really far-fetched and quite impossible sometimes, but um, I kind of stuck by it and kept working hard and managed to achieve it. So I would definitely say stick with that, but also... Not to be afraid that things change somewhat. So, like I was saying, I always thought I wanted to work my way up to the top of my career profession. And then, actually, when I got there, I decided, oh, I want to change. And that's not really everything I thought it was going to be. So, I think that it's okay for things to change and the things that you think you want to change as well. Like I said, we weren't really that sure that we wanted children. And now I absolutely couldn't imagine my life any other way. Um, And I'm delighted that we decided that we did have children. Um, Whereas maybe when I was 18, I would probably say definitely not.
1: So Things change
0: and I, I think that's okay. And that's not even from like 18 to 20 or 20 to 30. I think they change throughout your whole
1: life. And that's good. Yeah, just accept that. Definitely. So what are the three things you love to do every day? Uh, what gives you a great routine or your start or end to the day?
0: I would say getting outside definitely lifts my mood every day, um, even if that's just into the garden or going for a walk. But kind of being around nature, being around greenery um, and getting some fresh air, I think that really lifts my spirits and um, makes me feel more productive. Um I also, I love to cook um, and I love to cook healthy food. Also love to cook not healthy food. But I think if at least one day, once a day, if you can eat something, cook and eat something healthy that makes you feel good, then you don't feel guilty about any of the treats that you have or, you know, maybe a meal's not so healthy. Um, So if you do one, then that kind of sets you up for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, good plan. And then...
0: I think I've got a little like nighttime skincare routine and that kind of sets me up for the end of the day so I always have to wash my face and put some oils and some moisturizer on and it's just that kind of two minutes downtime that's the transition from being on the go all day to getting into bed really and I kind of take that as just as a moment to decompress and get myself ready for sleep. Just a few minutes pampering for
1: yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your non-negotiables as a mum and a businesswoman?
0: I think, and this is a work in progress, is definitely taking time for yourself. Because sometimes it can feel like there isn't a minute in the day to take a break, to have a drink, to go to the toilet when your children are little. And actually, um, there's that saying, isn't there, that you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you just take a moment to refill your own cup, then you're able to provide um, for other people, for your children as well. And I think that more and more, actually. um, So, yeah, just taking some time, even if it's, you know, 10 minutes or half an hour, or if you can get a night away with friends or a lunch with friends, just something that you're doing for yourself, Um, away from the hustle and bustle of the everyday life, then I think you can be calmer and happier for it. And then the people around you and your family also feel the benefits of that too. So I think that's a non-negotiable, but
1: it's something I'm learning to do. And what would be your one piece of advice that you would give to other mums, especially working mums? So my advice for other mums
0: is you can't do it all, and especially not on the same day. So some days I have a tidy house, some days I don't, and some days I can write a blog post and do some great Instagram work, and sometimes I don't. And some days I do a wonderful play set up for my little one, and some days I don't. But you can't do it all on the same day. So my advice for mums is just not to... Maybe don't even try and just certainly don't feel guilty about doing, not doing it all, especially on every day. Um, little things like that. I know some people are kind of want to keep that doing everything, getting everything perfect all the time and it can get you really stressed. So, yeah, just making space for um, like relaxing perhaps your own rules a little bit. I think is really uh-huh. essential when you're a mum for your own um, mind and mentality. And also um, Instagram's not real because you see a lot of people who look like they're doing it all um, and make everything look so perfect. But I don't think any of it is is the true story. It's just a highlight reel of um, people's best bits really and actually everyone's got the messy corner in the house and um the takeaway food every now and again so yeah don't feel guilty about it
1: yeah i totally agree with that and it's reminding yourself that isn't it yeah when you kind of scroll through and you think oh that looks so good yeah exactly (laughs) yes yeah oh well it's wonderful to talk to you claire thank you so much for joining us today thank you good luck with your baby thank you so much (laughs) I'm feeling very inspired by Claire to decorate my home and renovate my garden now. You can see photos of Claire's amazing transformation on our Brummie Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. And you can find out more about Claire on her website, thegreeneyedgirl.co.uk. Brummie Mummies is a laudable production brought to you by Brummie Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download and stream every episode on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple follow our Brummy Mummy's Facebook page for lots more family information. And whilst there, sign up to our newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time.